Have you heard about Salt River Automotive? Not only are we open for business and ready to serve you, we are sponsors of the BS in the Morning show on Westplex 107.1. Check us out on Facebook at Salt River Automotive LLC. See you soon. Westplex 107.1. I still don't understand what a hollaback girl is. <laughs> Now, I'll get made fun of because of that. I can't believe he said that. I don't know. He, how could he not know what a hollaback girl is? I don't know. 611, good morning. It is BS in the morning. I am Shelly. She is Brad. If you live in further out in the, as we talked about this, not the urban area, maybe the suburban area, but for sure the ex-urban area in the rural area, you probably have, if your car or truck's parked outside, you probably have some frost on the windshield this morning they had the uh, they had the frost warning that came up and honest to goodness we have frost in a lot of areas so depending on where you're at uh, you have frost on your windshield this morning that's if you park your car outside and I know somebody will call up and say I checked my car and there's no frost and it's in the garage yeah guess what yeah it doesn't happen if it's in the garage although I guess it could if it gets super cold right you super pu- cold like super lonely do you park your car in the garage I do and so, have you ever had frost in your windshield with your car in the garage? No. Never. I bet you if but you like... my keys are locked. My, my my doors are frozen shut when I park it outside. Never in the garage? Is your garage heated? It is. You got a heated garage? I do. Yeah, you got the life, girl. I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> I feel pretty special. You it got used the life. air conditioned as well, but that air conditioner went out and we just haven't replaced you it. You had an air conditioned garage? Yes. Why would you air condition your garage? Because I spent a lot of time in my garage, Brad. No, no, no. I mean, but, okay, but so it's not just a garage garage. It's not where you park your car. It's where you do other stuff, right? It is where I park my car. Well, I mean, I mean, it's not just where you park your car. Get what I'm no. saying? Okay. Okay, do you no, watch? I spend a lot of time in the garage. Do you watch any of the, 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 the I was going to say the debates, but it wasn't the debates. It was the stupid town hall. Did you watch any of that last night? Um, I did not, but I heard that, um, it was, well, I'm not going to say what I heard. What did you hear? Or did you watch it? <laughs> There's already some <laughs> interesting things. <laughs> First off. Okay. I've, I, I watched part of it on, on, you know, this morning I watched a couple of, you know, like some of the, you know, the, the high points and things like that. But all I'll say is, okay, this is just me, right? First off. Congratulations to NBC for Gret's great set design. And ABC, did somebody go to their grandmother's house and grab those two chairs out of their living room to, you know, have George Stephanopoulos and and Biden sit on? It looked like something your grandma would have in her living room. So Biden was by wasn't by himself. Well, no, no, neither of them were. It was the exact same format in both of them to the point where, I mean, you know, literally it was the exact same format where you had, you know, Guthrie slash Stephanopoulos right way over on the right. And on NBC, they were like on, I guess, would you say studio chairs? You know, in other words, they're like sort of like the chairs you'd go sit at the bar, like at a high top, you know, like if you go eat, yeah. like, like at a place that, you know, that has a high top, one of the, some of those kind of chairs. And they were... I guess probably both of them looked like they were a good 10, 15 feet apart. And Social distancing, okay. Right. And then Biden slash uh, Trump sat on the left side. And in the um, Biden 
thing, the Biden version, the ABC version, they're in some kind of a, looked like a small kind of theater, you know, with really steep escalating seats, you know, I mean, like maybe that maybe that's his uh, Biden's basement. No, no, it wasn't his basement. You don't know. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't his basement. There's no because it, his basement would have to have forty foot ceilings in it because of the fact that when you saw the pictures, that you know at one point in time Biden even made the comment about you know hey don't fall down you know because the, you know I mean I it's 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 sort of like do you remember when we went which to is, which which is a bad bad set for a man that's got dementia. No, no, he was on the ground, but the people were way up high. Oh, he was. Yeah. Okay. Do you good. do you remember when we went to Lindenwood, where we had that event with the Salvation Army. Remember that? I do. Okay. Yes. It was like that, but only more extreme. It was a small, um, I don't know, like uh, almost like a, I don't want to say like a, a, a performance area, but I mean, it was almost to the point where it was designed to have like speakers, you know, the people stand and, and then, you know, like maybe, I don't know if the play, if all the seats were filled, maybe there were 80, 90 seats. Whereas the, um, the, the NBC one looked like he was outside somewhere and really cool set. But <laughs> if you look at the news this morning, <laughs> I'm not laughing at this because I'm not laughing at the women. But the one shot that they kept having of Trump, there was a woman to the right of him behind him, like maybe 20, 30, 40 feet behind him. But the camera kept getting... So it was like if you looked at the the picture, and you'll see this if you go online and look at just some of the still shots, you'll see the woman on the right and the woman on the left, and both of them have now gotten names. <laughs> Not their regular names, but they've been dubbed. Um, both of them, the, the names start with a B. And we'll talk about that next hour because Barbara. No, I mean it's not. It's not a name. Name. It's like they've been. Oh. They've been. They've been dubbed something. The dubbed. one is the like, mm-hmm lady, and the dubbed? other one is the mm-hmm lady. So we'll talk about. Um, <laughs> but they both start with B's. <laughs> and okay. So, but the crazy thing about this was that I don't quite. I don't understand why everybody's so upset because of the fact that. Trump didn't, you know, they're going like, well, Trump didn't want to do the virtual debate. Well, that's his option. You know what I mean? Like if, if you and I were running for office against each other and, you know, like, let's say, uh, I don't know, the O'Fallon Chamber of Commerce decided they were going to have like a, a um, um, debate between you and I, and uh, they wanted to have the debate at uh, your house and I go like, well, I'm not doing that. I'm not, you know, she's on her home turf. I don't think that's right. I'm not doing that. Don't I have the right to say no? I think you do. Yeah, I, the same thing with me. Like with Trump, when they said at the last minute, well, we're going to make it virtual. Okay, he says no. Well, then right away, ABC says, well, if you're not going to do the debate, we'll just do a town hall with Joe Biden. And then, you know, Trump goes around and says, okay, fine. If you do a, tra- a town hall with Joe Biden on, on ABC, or uh, yeah, on ABC, we'll just do one on NBC. <laughs> to me, it's like, okay. Now, the crazy thing is, I wonder how many people were sitting there you know, on the remote, bouncing back and forth if they were watching it, you know, on air here in St. Louis between Channel 5 and Channel 2. Is that Channel 2? Channel when 30, TVs used to have two screens and you could watch two channels? Well, they had for a while, they had one, I mean, they had one that was like a three. I remember there's a three screen TV where you could watch the whole deal on that one. The whole deal was you could watch all three TV stations at the same time, you know, huh. that kind of a thing. Um, 
anyway, so we'll 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 talk about that as as the morning goes on because of the fact that it's it's sort of interesting with the whole thing that's come out of it. But you know, I have to tell you, to me, the the two interesting stories out of this whole thing is a this continued story, which to me, I think, you know, once again, I put on my, you know, I got a journalism degree. I put on my journalism hat of the fact that what Twitter and Facebook did by banning the New York Post story about this computer with all the emails on it, supposedly from from uh, Hunter Biden. That's story number A. And then um, story number B is this whole crazy thing with um, um, and I lost my train of thought. What was story number B? I don't know. Who knows? I'll think of it. Maybe I'll come up later. Anyway, uh, the the whole. Did you just have a Shelly moment? I don't know. I don't know what a Shelly moment. How does uh, that feel? Oh, Shelly moment. Welcome. Is, yes, I, I drove my white luxury car and I went out to uh, to buy new clothes. That's my Shelly moment, right? <laughs> Right. So appropriate. <laughs> right. Spot on, baby. <laughs> that the Shelly moment. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> so you didn't see that one coming, did you? <laughs> I actually did not. But spot on. Bravo. I thought you'd get mad at me when I said something like that. No, why? Oh, Shopping in my car, my precious. Right, I'm good. Right, right. You know, and, and you know what? Um, I, you know, I mean, that's something that, think about that for a minute. You know, I heard an interesting guy. Uh, we run this show on Sunday mornings on this station and on our other station, KSOQ, and it's called American Viewpoints, and it's done by a local guy, and it's really well done. Actually, it's a TV show, believe it or not, that they take the audio and they give it to us radio stations. And they had this guy on because I downloaded the show yesterday and listened to part of it. And this guy's from this magazine called um, reality.com or something like that. I have to look at it and, and remember where he's from. But he talked about how what's happened to us, how we've become much more compliant and we've let the government essentially take more and more and more and more of our freedoms away. And we've agreed with that. And he said, which is interesting, he said that the riots that were going on should have been about not necessarily about the situation with the George Floyd and stuff like that, but the riots should have been about how the government is having more and more and more control over us and we're letting them. Yeah. You know, you know what I'm saying? I don't know if I do. Well, no, the idea being is, is that, okay, a year ago, let's say a year ago right now, October of 2019, okay? And if somebody would have, government could have come out and said, you know what, um, we don't think we're going to allow trick-or-treating tri- trick this year. People would have gone, what? Who the heck are you? If we want to go trick-or-treat with our kids, we're going to trick-or-treat with our kids. Get what That's I'm saying? That's true. Get what I'm saying? Because yeah. people would have said, no, we're not We're not doing that. We're just doing, we're, you know, we're doing trick-or-treating. Or if someone would have said a year ago, hey, um, you know, the baseball playoffs are going on, but nobody can be in the stands. It's going to be all televised. You know, you can't go to the ballpark. You can't buy a beer. You can't buy a hot dog. You can't sit in the stand. You can't yell and cheer. Can't do that. And most of us would have gone like, well, who are you? You're the government. We, you know, we're not doing that. This is America. This is freedom. We can do whatever we want. You know, we can go to the ball game. But yet everybody's like, okay, we're not going to go to the ball game. So in other words, the idea being is it's like if you push and you keep pushing and someone keeps letting you push them, 
pretty soon you push them farther and farther and farther and farther. It's like a kid. You know, I don't know how your, if your daughter was like this. If your, you know, if your daughter gets away with one thing, you know, like my kids were like that. If I let them get away with one thing, then they pushed and they tried to get away with a little bit more. Oh, little, absolutely. And a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. Okay. Absolutely. Well, it's human nature. So the idea being uh-huh. is if you essentially allow the government to essentially take control of your life and, well, you can't do this, you can't do that. And the idea being is, and, and, I, and, and I've heard other business people complain about this, okay, and like not to, to bring up a current client of ours, but for example, uh, Hillerman's Nursery in Florissant. Florist, they decide to stay open and they got some pushback on that because people said, well, you're not an essential business. And Sandy's position was, hey, if Lowe's can sell plants and flowers and things like that, why can't I? You know what I mean? Yes. And the idea being is, well, the government has declared you. And like, even to the point, remember, we had our stupid CISA letters to the point where where we were afraid that they were going to shut things down. And if we had to go to the transmitter to keep the transmitter on the air, we wouldn't be able to get there because a police would pull us up. What are you doing out? You're not supposed to be out. You know, well, we got a CISA letter. It's, you know, we we, weren't essential personnel. Oh, okay. Well, if you're essential personnel, you can do what you want. You know, and the idea being, okay, who, who, you know, who, who allowed that to happen? We did. Because of the fact that, you know, and once again, if you're a business person and the government says, hey, you've got a restaurant, you're non-essential and you're, a, you know, a super spreader environment, we're going to shut you down. Okay. There was no ordinance. There was no, you know, uh, due process. There was no uh, meeting of the reps and the senators in Jefferson City, you know, to come up with that, uh, you know, uh, uh, ruling. And, you know, the, you know, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, like in St. Louis County, you know, and still going on with uh, Dr. Page, you can't do this. You can't do that. You can't play sports. You can't do this. You can't do that. And it's like, so in other words, the whole point of what he's saying is that by us acquiescing to that, that the government's like, well, we got them to do this and this and this. Guess what? I bet you we could, if we tell them they should all stand on their heads and that the virus will go away, they'll be all standing on their heads. Get what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. But in their defense, they were trying to, in, in a completely unfamiliar, unknown environment, they're trying to, to uh, bring in law and order, not physically, but they're trying to hurt a bunch of cats basically i get it but let's say let's say tomorrow or let's say a year from now the virus is gone and let's say that uh president harris comes on tv and says we have it on good authority that the martians are going to invade us and we need everybody to go and uh the martians don't like water so we need everybody to go home and fill up their bathtubs if you don't have the bathtub turn your shower head on and get under the water and or go if you have a swimming pool, get in the swimming pool, and you'll be safe from the Martians. And that's a government order, and you have to do that. Okay, that would be Area Fifty One stuff. <laughs> but once again, the idea being is what you said. Well, you know, we, it was for the greater good, and you know, the government had to do this kind of stuff. You know, where does it end? You know what I mean? Where does it end? And that's that was well, the right p- now. We were back then. We were pivoting. I mean, back then being like four months ago. But we were pivoting. Now we're adapting. Yeah, but that's. I mean, but like, that. But for that's. Example, my, that's my exact my, point. Uh, baby step monster. Yeah. He uh, is in the hospital, and they only let one person a day visit. I look, which I, is more than they were doing before. I totally understand. But in other words, what's happened is, is we've allowed the government or whoever the authorities to essentially mandate these things. And you say, well, why is that? Why can't, you know, well, you know, if, is he married? 
No. Okay, but if he was married, why couldn't his wife's, you know, and wife and his kids come and visit the hospital? Because the hospital says, no, you can't do that. Why is that? Because it's a big COVID ward. But, that's why. But once again. They actually had him on COVID watch but, but uh, for two days I, before. I, look, and you had to gown up. And, you know, I, I sat there. And when I went to see him the first night, I had to get up in that um, that yellow gown yeah. and a face shield like right. you wear. Right. Yeah. And... Um, gloves and the whole the whole regalia yeah and that was because his they hadn't gotten his test back yet he's negative but that was important to do and and i quite frankly i don't see you know like masks i think masks will always be always be required in a hospital setting from now on well I don't, I, I don't doubt what you're saying, but I think that what I heard from this guy say, I think he's exactly right in that essentially what's happened is we've allowed the government to, um, you know, restrict our rights and nobody fought back. You know, I just, you know, I shouldn't say nobody. Well, they Most fought people back, did. but they destroyed the cities. No, 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 no. But they weren't fighting about this. They were fighting about other things. That's, that was the point of this whole thing is that, that what people, the, you know, the, the, the authoritarian government by, you know, clamping down all this stuff because of COVID-19, nobody fought back on that. What they fought back on was, was, well, you know, police brutality. And, but what's interesting about it is think about that for a minute. It's the same thing. It's authoritarianism. They're fighting back against the police. They're fighting back against, you know, George Floyd. And, you know, I heard somebody the other day, you know, say, you know, like, well, Michael Brown was murdered in Ferguson. No, he was not. He was not murdered. You know, I mean, you know, they, they you know, they, I mean, once again, we went through that again this year where the, you know, Wesley Bell, you know, reinvestigated the case. And they said, look, the case was what it was. You know, this is what happened. You know, he was not murdered. You know, the, the it was justified force. Now, was it right? Did someone died over it? No, of course not. You know, it's a terrible situation. But once again, the idea being is that that exactly what you're saying, those people fought back because of the fact that they felt felt that they were being oppressed uh, by racial oppression, that the, you know, the, the police department was a bunch of white dudes who were killing black people and they fought back against that. But it's the same thing. It's like it's like, why didn't people in New York fought, fight back about, you know, the Governor Como who sent all the COVID-19 senior citizens back into the nursing homes, which essentially turned into super spreader events and killed tens of thousands of people in nursing homes in New York. Why didn't people fight back on that? You know, why is why aren't there people going like Because they were still really reeling but, from what was going on in the world. I look, I get it, but why aren't people calling Governor Como a murderer? You know, you could say, look, he murdered all these people. Oh, no. No. Stop it. Seriously. He put, he, he specifically said if these, if these, uh, uh, these senior citizens were in the nursing homes, if they had COVID-19, they had to go back to the nursing homes. They had to go back. That was his call. So because of that, these, you know, infected people went back to the nursing homes. You know what they all say? The biggest, uh, you know, a number of people who died were the people who had comorbidity, you know, situations, you know, lung, you know, problems, heart problems. Guess what? That's people in nursing homes homes for the most part so essentially what he did was you could say well you know governor como murdered all those people he sent all those people back in the nursing homes with COVID 19 it spread through the nursing homes and they killed all those people but what you just went you went oh no there's no way okay why why isn't why aren't there there riots against governor como why aren't there people in the streets he's a murderer he's a murderer right i think they're just trying to get through their day i'm trying to get through the day no the people that are not uprising because they were dealing with um, COVID. 
They were dealing with people dying. They were dealing with a changing world as they know it. And um, they were dealing with, you know, the riots. They, okay. It's not like their plate wasn't full. Okay. 630. Ritmo. Westplex 107.1. It is 640. It is BS in the morning. I have reached out again to a couple people who should know, and I've yet to get an answer on my question, which I've answered for like two weeks now. And what's that? Who gets to go to the sporting events and who doesn't? Like, for example, they have like, you know, like uh, the Kansas City Chiefs when they play at home. It's like, what, 65,000 people in that uh, in uh, Arrowhead Stadium, and they only let 10,000 people in. Mizzou game, same situation. It seats like 60, 70,000 people. They only let like 10 or 15,000 people. Who gets to go and who, who has to stay home and how do you find that out? You know what I mean? I mean, and I've asked several Wouldn't people. Would you call their PR people? I can't get an answer. No, I mean, I can't get anybody who, you know, because because there's got to be some way that, you know, like, for example, you ever been to a Mizzou game, football game down in Columbia? I actually have. Yes. Okay. Um, the stadium, you know, one of the big things is is the is the tailgating, and there's tailgating all around. There's a zillion different parking lots. Matter of fact, I remember when I can't remember. I think it was my daughter. Uh, my daughter when she went to Mizzou, her parking space was in a parking lot that she had to move her car when they were Mizzou home games. And that was the rule, that that was Herb's parking space where she stayed in whatever dorm or whatever she was in. But yet her where she parked her car was in one of the Mizzou lots they used for parking for the games. And she had to find a different place to park. I think she had to move her car by like 10 o'clock on Friday night and she could move it back Sunday morning or something like that. Okay. Well, there was a system they put in place. And it goes like, okay, if you're parked here, you can't do that. Okay, so my question is, what's the system if I bought season tickets to Mizzou? And a lot of people do. Same thing if you bought season tickets to uh, Kansas City Chiefs. How do you how do you know if you can show up or not? Because if everybody with a season ticket showed up at the Kansas City Chiefs games, that's got to be 20, 30, 40,000 people. You know, I mean, I and, and I've asked this to some of my sports friends and they sort of look at me like, I don't know. I have no idea. I go, well, somebody has the answer to this, and I can't find it. Isn't that crazy? It's pretty cray-cray. Well, to the point where, you know, wouldn't you think that there would be something on a website somewhere? And I've looked. I've searched, like, you know, things, and I can't find anything like that. But, eh, you know, what are you going to do? Draw back to and punt. <laughs> okay. You, you said it again, but I already got it the first time, so I don't have to worry about that. Uh, right. Weather this morning, once again, if I don't think you're going to have it, have this happen uh, if you're in eh, most of the, our listening area. But if you're way out west, um, you know, uh, obviously people are listening online, so it could be anybody. But a lot of frost if you're out in the uh, rural area, not so much in the suburban area, and for sure not like in downtown St. Louis or anything like that. But if you park your car outside... Probably the first time this year. I'm trying to think. I don't think that we've ever had frost so far this year. Have we had frost this year so far? Do you remember? We have once. Once. Okay. Well, then this is twice. So a couple extra minutes for you to get out there. And and the other thing is, you know, we haven't talked about this. Here I'm the ex-traffic reporter, and I don't talk about traffic anymore. 
all the closures in 270 North County, they're doing it like almost every night where they completely shut down 270, both directions in North County, uh, from like 9 o'clock at night to like 6 o'clock the next morning. Uh, because they're doing all this. And if you've been up there lately, oh, my God, it's going to be a totally different world when they get done with this. It's totally different what they're doing up there um, on the stretch anywhere from 367 all the way through um, almost 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 all the way to McDonald. It's going to be completely rebuilt. Interchanges all changed around. Everything's changed. Matter of fact, matter of fact, what's happening is they're going to actually have this is sort of interesting right there at uh, Washington Elizabeth. Uh, they're going to move Johnny Landoff Chevrolet, and they're going to move him between the east and the westbound lanes. He's going Is to have that true. He's going to have his own exits. You know, there's going oh, to be an stop exit. It. <laughs> no. <laughs> the dealership's going to be in the middle of the highway. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and Johnny Landoff Jr. is going to get on TV, and he's going to say, "Hey, we used to own our own building a lot, but the state took it away from us, and now we got to pay rent to the state." Because we're right in the middle of the highway. But you know what? It's great. Because you can just get off at the Johnny Landoff exit. Just take the Johnny Landoff exit to savings and buy a car. Well, in in you, his... You think you know, I'm making that up? For him, he deserves to have his own little stretch of highway <laughs> do you think up I'm, there. Do you think I'm making that up? I do. Why would you say that? Because you're Brad. <laughs> 645. Westplex 107.1, one of my favorite Kelly Clarkson songs. Uh, that's when she sort of changed her image of being sort of the nice little... The girl. Nice, ni- yeah, nice little uh, American Idol. Remember her first song was like the slow, sappy love song. And then she's got sort of punk... I saw her, gosh, I saw her live in concert in downtown St. Louis when they had the, uh, what, the NCAA playoffs. And they did a bunch of concerts. And damn, she was good. I mean, I mean, you know, there are some people that you buy their music, listen to their music, and it's like 10% talent and 90% studio. You know what I'm saying? Yes, I do know. <laughs> like they did with Britney Spears. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't, I wouldn't say, I'd say with Britney, it's probably What fit. do you call that? that it's, it's like electronifies or voice or what, and that's not the technical term, but what do you call that? There is a app it's it used to be like a little piece of equipment now it's like you can buy it and you can it's like a plug-in you can use on your diddle digital audio works uh, workstation it's called auto tune diddle workstation yeah diddle it's auto tune and essentially <laughs> what it does is well if you listen very carefully remember i played it when i played the super lonely song you know with ben e that sounds like it's been incredibly auto-tuned. Now, there are cases where it's done, and probably the most prominent example of this is, once again, one of my uh, favorite songs of all time is Share Believe, where that was like the first prominent use of auto-tune, where they used it as an effect. You know, it was like in your face. You couldn't miss, right. you know, because she does no. that one line where it's like, it sounds sort of like electronic-y kind of stuff, but it was done God, I should. If I, I don't know if I could find that song and play it. Anyway, the idea being that um, they did it on purpose, but auto tune supposedly is used all the time. God, you know what? I, I, I want to tell the story, but I don't want to tell the story because this guy may still be around. Um, you know what? I'll tell it next hour. I, I, I will tell you the story that I will never forget because it was one of those things where I mean. You know, it happened to me, I guess, about 10, 12 years ago. And being in the radio business, and I'm not trying to say, hey, you know, I'm not trying to do the, the you know, the uh, anchorman thing. Hey, I, you know, I don't know if you know it, but I'm 
really important, whatever he says. I'm some, I'm very, very important guy. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like where he's like, you know, bragging that he's Mr. Important. And I want to sound like that guy where, yeah, I've met a lot of these people through the years. You know, I hung out with Charlie Daniels one afternoon, literally for like three, four hours, which was an amazing experience because it was hotter than hell. And people showed up at the Peaches on Manchester in Baldwin to have him. I loved aut- Peaches. To have him oh, autograph I, stuff. I, 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 and, um, hung out at the one on Chambers. Well, he would he would not leave till he had every single person that wanted an autograph, and he and he sat in this in the in the sun for like literally four hours and autograph stuff. Anyway, so but the point being is that you meet some of these people through the years. At least I have, and some of these people are incredibly talented, and some of these people are just rent a star. You know what I'm saying? I do. I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> In other words, some it's it's sort of like it's sort of sad, but it's sort of like if you go back and and you watch that ABC documentary on Lou Pearlman, who was the guy who put put together the In Sync and the Backstreet Boys and the whole bit, and not saying that the guys in either group aren't talented because both of them are extremely talented because remember you know justin timberlake came out of that whole situation with lou perlman and the whole bit but there are some people that you know they say hey we're gonna make you a star and that's what this story is about it's a guy that approached me at the radio station and told me that he was going to be the next big country music star and who was that i can't even remember his name anymore but what so was, I gather he wasn't the next big country star if well, you can't remember his name. No, I'll, I'll tell the whole story next hour. And even okay. to the point where he was originally from some small town in Missouri, and I can't remember where it was. And they were going to do this great big, you know, hey, he's coming back home. And uh, it was interesting. The whole thing was sort of interesting. And, and the whole thing was I bought into it until... I got the album, and then I went, oh, my God. <laughs> well, he made an album. must have been one of those self-made albums, huh? We'll talk about it next hour. Hey, Brad. Yes. It is 7 o'clock, but I want to tell you, no, my life would suck without you. I don't listen to you. 7 o'clock. You know what that deserves? A d- five doinks. No, that reserves... So somebody asked me today, do I need Jesus to go to heaven? Bro, you need Jesus to go to Walmart. That's pretty much accurate. <laughs> 701. <laughs> Westplex 107.1. I remember the first time I heard that song. You know what radio station I heard that song on the first time, Shelley? Uh, Westplex 107.1? No, I heard it on Casey. I mean, John Eulett. No, play, you didn't. John Eulett played that. And he goes, hey, of course he did. hey, rockers, you're going to love this song. It's a guy by, guy by the name of Owl City. Yeah. And you think Van Halen was good? Wait to hear this. Here it is. Fireflies on KC95. I happen to, well, that was awesome. But I happen to like that song. I mean, and I know you do too. It's just, it's just a lovely song. It puts you in a good mood. And that's, that's what our job is. Speak for yourself. What do you mean? It doesn't put me in a good mood. It's just like, it's so, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's okay. On a scale of one to 10, it's a six. Well, I happen to like it. It makes me happy. Okay. It's the beat. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't have much of a beat. Radio is a very personal medium to the listeners. That's right. I keep it. I keep my radio in my underwear drawer. 
Okay, that was TMI. <laughs> Most people keep their jewelry in their underwear drawer. Brad, however, <laughs> that's <laughs> because because you know why? Why? Because radio reminds me of Karen or Karen Carpenter. Oh, how cute is that? Just like me, they want to be close to you. Close to you, close to you. <laughs> where, where is auto-tune when you need it? It's not here. Okay, <laughs> last night at the debates, okay, if you went back and forth, and you can watch this on all the different, you can see all sorts of different outtakes on YouTube and places like that. The first off, the interesting thing was if you, it, it, and this is like interesting because this is like across all the news sites I've been reading this morning that George Stephanopoulos, who is the moderator, quote unquote, for the town hall with Biden, he just sort of like was throwing softballs to him, you know, never really challenged him anything. And Savannah Guthrie is arguing with the president, which is sort of interesting. She's supposed to be the moderator, but she's arguing with him. Okay. So, but here's the interesting I did part hear of this. That, yes, she's arguing with him, and she's like, yeah, she's the I moderator. Heard that she was not nice. She's not supposed to, you know. She's supposed to say, you know, she's supposed to be like, like in the old days here in St. Louis of Camo X, you know, like here, let me let me pretend the old days of Camo X. I'm Bob Hardy. Go ahead, caller, you're on the air. Yeah, Bob, I think that you're a space alien, and I think that you're the ugliest man I've ever seen. Thank you, caller. Uh, Next caller, you're on the air. Yeah, Bob, uh, I think that you're the worst person that's ever on the radio station, and I think that you should be uh, taken out in the street, and, uh, you know, uh, people should run over you with their cars. Hey, thank you, caller. Thanks for your opinion. Okay. In other words, the idea was it was like you know they never anything was okay, but let's just go ahead and take next caller. Well, yeah, it was to the point where like you know they they, you know the 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 hosts were like yeah okay you know next caller yeah yeah I think the art should be turned into a roller coaster and I think you should be the first person on. Thank you, caller. Thank you so much. Next caller. Yeah, I think that the airport should be shut down and we should use it as a drag strip. Oh, okay. Thank you, caller. You know, in other words, no matter what people said, you know, they were like, okay, thank you. So they were like, they were the ultimate, you know, the, the, the Camo X people back then were like the ultimate, like non-confrontational middle of the road, you know, no matter what you said, Hey, thank you, caller. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? In other words, I do. in other words, they never got, they never, you know, well, that's the craziest thing I ever heard. That's stupid. Why would you do that? You know, that's like, current modern day radio okay so last night and what's funny is i'm gonna get in trouble for saying this but i've seen this online already and they've identified one of the women the other woman they've not identified okay so if you watch the debate on or the whatever it was on nbc trump is sitting in this what i thought was a really cool little set design they had with a big star in the middle and the whole bit and the one shot of him if you looked at it, there's a woman to the right. In other words, if, if, if you're looking at the screen, she's in the upper right-hand corner of the screen. And then there's another woman in the lower left-hand corner of the screen behind Trump. And due to the fact that they're sitting behind him, they're not totally in focus. They're in, you know, like, say, I'd say 60% focus. But you can tell... The woman on the right looks like she might be Jamaican or African-American or something like that. And then the woman on the left, you know, she, you know, and and here's what they have been named. The woman on the right is the bobblehead lady and the woman on the left is the boob lady. 
Okay, because okay. the woman on the right, no matter what Trump said, she's her head's going up and down. Like, yeah, 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 the bobblehead kind of thing. And the lady on the left, shall we say, has a Was large... Was well endowed? Yes, very well endowed. So, so all night long, people are looking like, okay, it's bobblehead lady and it's boob lady. You know, now what's interesting is they've identified bobblehead lady. And Bobblehead Lady is actually a reporter for the Miami Herald. Her name is Mayra Jolie, M-A-Y-R-A-J-O-L-I. And let me, I'll just read you this, this paragraph. This is out of uh, Yahoo News. By the end of the night, the Nodding Lady was identified by, and they, and they call her either Nodding Lady or Bobblehead Lady. By the end of the night, the Nodding Lady was identified by a Miami, oh, no, no, I'm sorry. She's not a Miami, she, she was identified. She was identified by a Miami Herald reporter as Mara Jolie, an immigration lawyer, five-time beauty queen, and Trump supporter who ran as an independent for Congress in Miami in 2018. During that campaign, this is a Congress, and you're going to love this line, Shelley. This is this is right up your alley. During that came this campaign in 2018, the lady Mara Jolie identified herself as master of selfies, according to the Miami Herald. That's my girl. <laughs> that quote, master of selfies. Okay. She sounds like my kids, my uh, spirit animal. Af- I was a beauty queen. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to move on. There's a comment. I was. I'm not going to say anything. Back when I was a lot younger, but. Never mind. Okay. After the. Okay, be nice. (laughs) I'm not going to say anything. After the forum, she greeted the president and told him, quote, we have your back, the Herald story said. You know, and she said, where are you from? Trump asked her. She says, I'm from the Dominican Republic, but I'm an American. I'm an American, she responded. Jolie did not ask a question during the event. Now, (laughs) Now, what's interesting is. It's all these people are, are, are talking this up on Twitter last night. Uh, and what's interesting is, here's one comment. The woman over Twitter's shoulder nodding at many of his points is a real visual coup, posts another Twitter user. Uh, Paulette Dale received a smattering of applause, followed by social media fame for her gushing praise for Trump's smile. And I saw the clip on this, too. She says, good evening, Mr. President. I have to say you have a great smile. She said, Dale is a registered Republican, but voted for Hillary Clinton in 2016 and is leaning slightly toward voting for Biden. And she said Trump grinned widely as some in the audience appeared to agree with Dale. And then she says, he does. You're so handsome when you smile, Dale said. This is a lady. Her last name is Dale. Dale went on to is ask this Trump. Is the bodacious one? No, she was one of the questioners. She was one of the people that came up. And she was interesting oh, okay. in that she had sort of like, and once again, I, ladies, I, I, I hate to say this, but. Don't wear the goofy, thick-rimmed glasses. They make you look stupid. I mean, that's just me. She's got these big... That's the trend now. I know, and I think it looks stupid as all get out. She had these big, thick-rimmed red glasses on, and she had long, blonde hair, sort of curly, and she went on to ask Trump about immigration, uh, social media, at reaction, focused on Dale, shooting her shot with the president. And what's interesting is, there's, there's one guy, this is a media columnist, he said, essentially, I, I'll paraphrase what he said, he said that, that oh, here, I'll read you the quote. This is Allison Harris, a Dallas TV reporter, and she tweeted, the nodding is to the Trump town hall what the fly was to the VP debate. <laughs> you know, re- <laughs> referencing the, you know, the, the, when th- I do. the two minutes when there was a fly on Mike Pence's white hair. But right. what, what's interesting is that you would think that a network, and, you know, and now people are going like, okay. 
did they do that on purpose? And, you know, and here's the thing. I can already hear the Democrats saying like, okay, who, who, who did that? Who put that one lady, you know, nodding every time. And, and a couple times when Trump said something like, you know, like, like you would say, I mean, this only happened once or twice. Cause you watch the video on it and she shakes her head. No. And then at one point in time, she gives him thumbs up. You know, you can see this all in the background and then boob lady, who is on the left of the screen to the boob lady. Uh, yeah. Once again, they're, they, they call the two ladies bobblehead lady. She's on the right side of the screen and boob lady on the left side. You of the know screen. They, they were strategically placed that, there. but that's the whole point. People are now saying, you know, did NBC do this? Was this the Trump campaign behind this? Did they hit? Because once again, this is quote unquote, a lady of color. And if we, you know, at least the bobblehead lady was. And if you read anything, people say, well, women don't like Trump. And especially people of color don't like Trump. And that's especially true. Well, but that's what they're saying. They're saying that suburban Who is women. They? That's what they. The, that's, everybody is a they. This whole thing's about suburban women. They say that every time Trump say, says something, that the suburban women, oh, I'm not voting for him. You know, matter of fact, I had something on my Facebook page the other day. They had a. I was it? I can't remember what was in. I stuck it up there, and it's four women who voted for Trump in 2016 who are not voting. And and get this, okay? The four women are just your average women, okay? And in the article, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> in the article they refer to one of the women as she rolls her own cigarettes, okay? So huh. what does okay. that what does that tell you? I mean, when you know, think about that for a minute. If someone says to you, "Yeah, I roll my own cigarettes." Already you go like, okay, I know a little bit more about you than I should. Am I wrong? So in, in, in Brad world, what does that mean to you that uh, she rolls her own cigarettes? Uh, me being Mr. Demographic and psychographically inclined person who looks at audiences yeah. all the time and tries to figure out if we play this song, will women like it? Will women not like it? If you said to me, um, hey, I'm dating this woman and she rolls her own cigarettes, my next question would be, does she own a Harley? That's my boy. <laughs> right? I mean, am I, am, I on, am I on track with that? <laughs> because wouldn't you sort of... And she will pop you like a tick, yeah, baby. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And she probably carries a gun, right? Wouldn't you sort of say... Yeah. You know, okay? And she probably, like you said, to probably if some guy came up to her in a bar and gave her a little bit of trouble, she'd knee him. Get what I'm saying? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> right, because she ain't putting up with no you-know-what, right? Yes. I mean, am I wrong on that? No. Okay, so, but once again, it's I like, you and, you know, and what's so interesting about this is people talk about, well, you can't profile people. Hey, guess what? They do that to you every day. Every single day people are profiled, and, no matter what your heritage is, no matter what your... But... Your, um... Ethnicity but, but is more importantly, profiled on the internet and on social media. You are always being profiled because yes. they know where you live. They, you know, I mean, you know, sometimes they know exactly where you live because of GPS. But most of the time, they know, you know, within a couple hundred yards of where you live. They know pretty much, you know, because of the fact that I mean, like, you know, for example, you and I've talked about this. It's called retargeting. You go online. And you look at something, someone says, hey, Shelly, did you see this new, this new, um, you know, saddle that you can use on a horse, but then at the same point in time, you can put it, you know, on, and, you know, on a, on a, on a stand and you can use it as a, as a chair in your kitchen. 
So you're going like, well, I'm going to check this out. So you go online and you look at like, you know, the kitchen saddle horse. Let's call it that. The kitchen saddle horse. Right. Okay. I mean, I'm, I'm bringing up <laughs> okay. something goofy. So now for the next two, three days, when you're surfing online, you see ads for the kitchen saddle horse, right? You do. Exactly. Because they it's know. It's so big brother. Right. They know what you looked at. They're retargeting. They know, you know, they know a little bit about you and the whole bit. So in other words, what are they doing? They're profiling you. What do you think Amazon does? If you buy stuff on Amazon, like I buy stuff on Amazon, I buy electronic stuff on Amazon, parts that I can't find locally anymore. And yet, what do I get all day long? I get emails from Amazon. Hey, did you like that, 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 that hockey soldering iron? Well, if you'd like that. Hockey is the name of company, H-A-K-I. I guess that's how to pronounce it, hockey or something like that. If you like that hockey soldering iron, you'll love this new Weller desoldering tool. You know, I mean, it's like, okay, so they've got Sider me. sucker. Right. They've got me sort of, you know, pigeonholed that I'm a guy that does electronic stuff, right? You know, and once again. Yeah, they do. And have you noticed that this is just kind of a little subject change, but kind of on point. Have you noticed that you have an Alexa, right? I, I, you know what? I don't even hooked up anymore. I, I took, you know, it's it's sitting in a box well, somewhere. It's, I don't even use it anymore. I, I used to have it in the air studio. I took it out. Don't I have it here did. anymore. I know. Took it out. Well, anyway, they've made her. Um, she's got a mode that um, she's more interactive. Right. And so, you know, I don't know how you do your Alexa, but whenever I, whenever I say, you know, Alexa, whatever, I don't want to say because she'll she'll start doing it, but. Um, yeah, she just shut up, <laughs> but, but she's on and then, you know, she does your thing that you've asked her to do and then you say, thank you. And she's like, no problem. They never did that before. So that means that she's staying on longer after she's done whatever you've asked her to do. Very big brother. Well, you know, <laughs> I mean, wonder, wonder, wonder what kind of data they're collecting that way. Once again. You know, I mean, you go, I mean, perfect example, okay? You go to a car dealership and the car guys, the sales guys, they look at what you drove up in, they look at how you're dressed, and nine times out of 10, they can pretty much figure out what kind of car you're there to, look, to drive because they know this, because it's That's experience. That's not the case, though. When I don't have makeup on and I'm not dressed properly, I look like I'm straight into Walmart. Yeah. So what's wrong but with I'm that? still the same person. Are you saying that, that, that Walmart, Walmart people are not as good as you? No, I'm saying that Walmart <laughs> people don't dress to go to Walmart. I, don't, I disagree with that. I've seen some very nice dressed people in Walmart. Matter of fact, I was in Walmart the other day and I saw a guy in a tuxedo. Yeah, he was... Never mind. <laughs> not going to say that. Oh, look, 726. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Whatever she says, right? Okay, it is 726. Westplex 107.1, the donut liquor, 735. Oh, oh my goodness. Let it go. Like she's, Frozen. Let it go. She's, Let it go. I've never seen Frozen before. She's the donut liquor. That's all there is to it. That's, you know, that's. Fred, it's been like, that is so 2015. Right, I know. But she's the donut liquor. 2020, Brad. Hey, five years. I think hey, she's over it. The guy I used to watch on Wrestling the Chase. On Channel 11 way back when, Dick the Ricky Bruiser. Ricky Flair. He's still Dick the Bull, Bruiser. The Bulldog Bob Brown. No, he's still Dick the Bruiser. You know? Dick the Bruiser. Oh, my goodness, so yes. she'll always be the donut liquor, you know? 
in Brad world. Just okay. like just like the lady on the right side of Trump last night was the bobblehead lady, and the lady on the left side of Trump last night was the boob lady. So that you know. Well, as far as bobblehead lady goes, <laughs> you know, a lot of people, you know, when they sit there like speakers when they're up on the po- on the podium, yeah. They'll sit there, and when they're saying something that they want people to agree with, they'll start nodding their head. Right. So that's why they placed that woman there. But but see, uh, that's the con- to but let s- people say, yeah, that's that's kind of right. Yeah. But, but see, this is the controversy. The controversy is, did they per- did did NBC put that lady back there? Did did the Trump organization put that lady back there? And once again, you know, the idea being is, and keep in Does mind. It well, yeah, it does matter because Why? well, but, but but here, let me let me just let me finish my thought, okay? okay Once again, finish your thought. Trump has problem with women. This is not me. This is what all the experts say because they think he's brash and they don't like him. And and I've heard some women tell me that they remind him, or they remind themselves. The women remind get reminded of them of their ex husband who was, you know, a womanizer, you know, because Trump's had, you know, three wives and, you know, he's fooled around with women when he was married. That's how the whole Marla Maples thing happened and the whole bit. And that, that, that he's a womanizer and he's an MCP, which I don't necessarily think he Clinton is. Clinton was a womanizer and he was beloved. But once again, you see, you're sort of making my point. My point being is like, Okay, and I've said that to women before, and they'll say, well, well, Donald Trump, he's, he's a womanizer, and he demeans women. And I go like, okay, so... I mean, so. Clinton was the epitome of womanizer. And I've said, what did you think of Bill Clinton? Oh, I love Bill Clinton. Okay, so he cheated. Because he plays the sax. He cheated on his wife. You know, he had he 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 uh, uh, had uh, an affair with a woman who was what one third his age or something like that at the time. What was and he, he didn't inhale. What was he? Yeah, and he didn't inhale. You know, okay, whatever. I mean, that's like saying that's like saying you and go. Was, he was married to a woman that has RBF. Well, but that's like that's like saying you go to the bar to drink beer. But you take a swig and then you spit it out. It's like, okay, no, hold on a minute. No, I don't get that. You know what I mean? It's to the point where it's like, now, what's interesting is that that's what, like, the wine tasters do and, like, the beer tasters do that. You know, they don't actually swallow it. You know, they just, you know, run it through mouth and then they spit it out, you know? But yet... Which I don't understand that, but Well, because they don't want to get drunk. I mean that's what it comes down to. Oh, you mean professional taste? Yes, yes. People oh, who okay. people yeah, who yeah. do that for a living, you know. And like I said, I happen to know uh, a couple of people. I don't know if they're still on the board anymore uh, of the what they call the tasting board at Anheuser Busch. And I can't remember if they do it like two, twice a week or three times a week. And their big thing is they want to make sure that all the breweries, that if you buy, you know, a Bud Light in California made at whatever brewery it comes out of, or you buy one in St. Louis, it's made out of the brewery here, or if you buy one in somewhere in New York, that they taste the same. And I can't remember, it was once or twice or three times a week, they FedEx in all these samples from all the breweries all over the country, and a group of people sit in a room down on Pestalozzi Street, and they drink these samples, and they're blind 
taste test. In other words, they have they have like a little iPad that they have in front of them, and each of the sample has a number on it, and they type in you know like they you know they type in what sample number that they just tasted, and they will, they will tell them this is Bud Light, you know, and then you know and they get a grab they grab it and they drink it and they put a number in their iPad. And because what they're doing is they're trying to make sure that the beers all taste the same, no matter what brewery they came from. And I remember one of my friends told me the story years ago that down at uh, AB, uh, uh, you know, uh, the brewery down in, you know, Pestalozzi, that Budweiser tasted sort of different for like a week. And they couldn't figure it out. And they're going like, okay, we're going, you know, we're using the same hops, we're doing this, we're doing that, and a whole bit. And it turned out that the city water department had changed the flow of the water within the city water grid or whatever it was. And the water normally came from like pumping station A and that one was down for maintenance. So the water was coming from pumping pumping station B and just the different water, you know, all of it out of the Missouri or the Mississippi, but still it was coming through different pipes made it taste different. And they will will have to compensate for that. So they did something. I can't remember what it is. But it to me, it's like those people who, who do that, they have like incredible, talented palates, whatever you want to call it. To me, they you know, do. They're super. They're like super tasters, aren't they? What are they again now? They're called super tasters. Super tasters. Yeah. You sure that they're not? Super no. <laughs> well they could be that too i don't know about their personal life but isn't i mean that's it that's like um it's like there's only so many people in the world that have that palate right and and and, and it's super tasty right and it's it's a natural ability but and it can be it can be learned i mean i mean i'm you know in other words you it's it's like it's like i can take somebody who's five foot five and teach them to throw baskets, but yet they'll never be able to play in the NBA because they're not tall enough. You know what I mean? So in other words, they have they might have the natural ability, but they don't have the the, the skill level. But you know, same kind of thing. I don't know where I was going with that, but but the the, the point being that, and I see, and quite honestly, if I'm ever around wine people, I mean, get you know, just first off, just save me when these people start. Well, I don't drink Missouri wine because blah 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 blah. I'm like, okay, whatever. You know, I just like roll my eyes and like, yeah, right. You know, you don't drink Missouri wine, you know, or, you know, well, I, I'll never drink wine from this, from this, you know, uh, 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 winery because of the fact that they don't, the, the grapes they use are, are not properly sunned on Tuesday afternoon at three o'clock, you know, and I can taste that. I go, okay, whatever, you know, and so normally when I, you know, when wine I wine tasters, I think are different than beer tasters. Well, but when I get in, in I don't, I don't, it doesn't happen to me hardly at all anymore. But every once in a while that happens, I'll say, you know, um, you know the the McDonald's there on Forty Four at Six Flags, the French fries there have a, a much better mouthfeel than the than the McDonald's on on uh, uh, on, on Bowles Avenue right there at Forty Four. And you know what? And if you go to the McDonald's on Mid Rivers Mall right off just the Three Sixty Four there in St. Peter's, oh my God, they have the best French fries. And oh, you know, you can tell that those people at the McDonald's at the, the location out there in St. Peter's that they know exactly when to change the oil, and they and you know what? I can tell if the French fry oil is at 700 degrees or 720 degrees because it gives each French fry a different crispness. People look at me like, 
what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> you know, I'm, like, oh, I'm making fun of you because I don't believe any of that crap you're saying. You know, like, well, though. Yeah, but you are a connoisseur of fries. No, but the, the point of it is, it's just like, you know, it would be like, like, if I, if I said, okay, wine nerd, you know, you know, here, I'm going to blindfold you. Okay. I, you know, put a put blindfold on now. I'm going to go out to my car and I'm going to get two things of wine. Okay. Now here's wine. A take a swig of this. Here's wine B, you know, and tell me which one's the most expensive one. And let's say wine A is some expensive wine and wine B is something I bought at, at you know, box wine. You know, everybody makes fun of box wine, box, you know, uh, wine B is box wine. Okay. Which one's the better one? I mean, I think probably half of these wine nerds would say oh b is so much better has a so much better you know uh, you know mouthfeel and finish and oh has that oaky t- yeah that's the cheap junk you know <laughs> you know what i'm saying yeah i do that's funny <laughs> You know, yeah, that's the stuff I bought at Wally World. It's, you know, it's 10 bucks for a, you know, two gallons in a box. You know, yeah, right. You know how your wines real well. But who's to say that it, that it can't be like that? You know, who's to say that the cheap wine can't taste better than expensive wine? You know? I go for the box. Well, see, like me, I go for like the cheap, the cheap, what they call the soda pop wine. To me, you know, like Annie Greensprings. Oh, I can't, there's, I can't remember. There's one Boone's of them they don't. Farm. Well, there's one of them they don't make anymore. I think they still MD make. MD 2020. I still think they still make Boone's Farm. I don't think, I don't think Annie, I think they Annie do. Greensprings is gone, but I think Boone's Farm I've is still I've never even around. heard of that. Annie Greensprings? No. You never heard of that? I haven't. Oh my God. I feel sorry for you. You you lived you lived a, 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 a an underprivileged life as a as a kid. If you never had any no, I didn't. You did. I um, yeah. Annie, was you, an MD twenty twenty girl <sighs> and Boone's Farm. Annie Greensprings rocks. And Scotch. Annie I love Greensprings Scotch. rocks. Seven forty six. Westplex one oh seven point one. Yes, a Friday song from the old KSOQ days. Seven fifty six. It is a Friday song. I miss Fridays. Uh, maybe one day I'll bring it back. Anyway. You should uh, bring it back. It, it is, was so much fun. Listen to you. Seven fifty six. It is BS in the morning. I'm Shelly. She's Brad. Our web address is BS in the morning show. You can check out uh you can listen to us online. We got the streaming back up again. People complained about that. It was down for couple of weeks and that was 100 percent my fault uh and it's back up and running got it uh, back up this weekend and quite honestly it sounds better than ever because of some different things we're and doing with it tell tell people how far uh people were complaining well you know it's interesting if you look at our streaming statistics you know like i think it's like united states is number one and the number two country is finland or some weird thing like that it's like okay people listen to us in finland like that's weird anyway um you know and and i can actually block that if i wanted to i actually should no yeah what, what do people in finland you know care about us for first off you know we because don't. we're lovely and we're a good station and BS in the morning is kind of fun and frolicky except what? for when we don't get along. You know, and I think that it's important. What, the people in Finland, I don't know if you know this or not, you know, that they're uh-huh. constantly like... Whenever you say that, I automatically go, eh. What do you mean? I don't know if you know this or not, but that means that you're going to start spouting some BS. No, it's true. If you, if you I, I've, I've been to Finland before. And it's and it's weird because every place you go, there's lines drawn on the road and the sidewalk and stuff like that. And and I said to one person, this Finlander, I said, I said, I don't get it. What's all the lines? And she looked at me. and She goes, "You've never heard of a finish line?" 
I okay, props. <laughs> <laughs> that was bad. I'm sorry. Yeah, I knew you were BSing me because he's like, Oh, I've been to Finland. I'm like, he has never been to Finland. <laughs> you know, I said to somebody the other day, and <laughs> I won't say who this was because you might know this person. And they looked at me like I just admitted that I came from Mars or something like that. And I said to him, Well, you kind of did. I said, I don't have a passport. And they went, What? You've never been out of the country? I go, Yeah, I have been out of the country. Well, how did you get out of the country without a passport? Well, back in the day, you didn't need yep. a passport. I've been to yep. Canada several times. I've been into Mexico. Matter of fact, I've been to how many people can claim they went to a children's hospital in Tijuana? That's me. How many people can You did? Go- oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's a long story. Went to a children's hospital in Tijuana. I went to I went to a junkyard in Tijuana. I went to and you know this is like this is like is like, it like Tijuana, Missouri? No, Tijuana, Mexico, across the border. Matter of fact, matter of fact, it's it's an interesting story that that I did this for a charity, and the lady who oh. took me down to the children's hospital in Tijuana. We had a special car that we drove, which was, they called it the Mexican car. And it was a Mercedes that had been donated to this charity by some rich couple. And it was a pretty nice Mercedes, but it had special insurance. Because, I don't know if you've ever heard this story or not, but if you have your car and you drive it into Mexico and you have an accident, you're going to end up in jail. I mean, you know, that's all there is to it because Why? your insurance isn't good in, in Mexico. At least most car companies, oh. your, your insurance is void in Mexico. Now, I think it's good in huh. Canada, but I think that most, you know, you can check with your own insurance company because I remember I this. I think I will. Not I, that I'm. Well, well I, no, I think I will. I remember this years ago because of the fact that she explained this thing to me. She said, well, you know, that, that, you know, that, you know, that the problem we have is that if we drive our own personal cars, that they're technically not insured in Mexico and blah, 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 blah. She went through the whole explanation, the whole bit. So we drove. Well, I wonder if your driver's license is valid well there's some there's some countries that have reciprocity with the united states and some that don't you know i mean there's some places that that you can't you know you can't legally drive um unless you have a a certain country's driver's license i think that's the same here in the united states i think if you come from another country that there are certain countries that we observe you know that we have reciprocity with them as far as driver's license is concerned but others we don't um, and, and I, you know, like I said, I'm, I don't know the whole rules on that, but anyway, so we go to, you know, we, we, we go down close to the border in San Diego and there's this big parking lot and it turns out this parking lot is filled with quote unquote Mexican cars. And these are people who have businesses or do business in Mexico and they, they, you, you rent a space there. And I, I, this has been a long time ago. It may be changed now, but this is what happened. We went down, you know, she drove me in her personal car. We got out of our car, got into this Mercedes, left our car, left her car in the parking lot. And we went across the border and we had this, you know, this quote unquote Mexican car. And it had special insurance that was, you know, you know, it had both, you know, United States insurance. It was insured twice. It had USA insurance and it had Mexican insurance. So that if we had an accident in Mexico, we were covered there. And it, and I want to say it had had come some kind of special license plates too. But I maybe I maybe I know it had. She explained the whole thing with the insurance. So that was the deal. Personalized, saying gringo. No, no, no. It was just you know it was just sort of interesting. And we went to and I ate lunch at a Mexican children's hospital, and it was 
all of it was like vegetables and none of the vegetables had any taste and they all tasted chemically you know like taste like oh what is this school food no she what explained school food used to taste no, like? no 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 she explained the reason it was all vegetables is because they boiled all the food all the vegetables they boiled all the food in a water and slight bleach um, yes things so i've heard of that to kill the the, the, the germs and stuff like that so yes. so everything was was like you know it and, and essentially what they did was with the bleach and the boiling it just boiled out the taste so it was like you know crunching stuff that didn't have any taste to it but sort of had a chemical tinge to it you know stuff like that so yeah they, that would have been the bleach well, but, but i've heard of people doing that okay so on the way back we stopped in a mexican junkyard which was interesting because you know as a car nut she said oh, i'll take you to this mexican junkyard and then our last stop was we went to this village where people lived and literally people were living underneath four by eight sheets of plywood that were held up by like concrete blocks and what was interesting was here you have people in unbelievable abject poverty and they all had tvs everybody had a tv under their little lean-to you know everybody I bet you they have cell phones now i probably do and it was sort of interesting because i'm thinking to myself man these people you know they don't you know they have a communal bathroom that they go to um you know and people are living literally on 10 by 10 foot pieces of land with a piece of you know four by eight sheet of plywood you know propped up with either you know two by twos or two by fours and and um you know concrete blocks if you had a nice place and yet they got a tv set you know i always thought to myself interesting and they had radios too which is also interesting they had because into this day southwest the united states i mean you know latino listening Oh, my God. You know, we talk about the national numbers are 92% of the adult populations listens to radio at least once a week. And you go in some of the Latino areas, like especially in, in, in southwest United States, you know, New Mexico, um, you know, Arizona, southern California, uh, you know, south uh, southwest Texas. I mean, it's like 98% of the Latinos listen to radio. And some of them like 10, 12, 14 hours a day. It's incredible. Um, you know, because it's 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 so personal to them, and they love radio so much, and it's not all the electronic stuff. It's not, you know. Anyway, who, who knows? Okay, we're done. That was very cool. No, but that's my. But see, anyway, the whole thing was it, it told about the fact that I'd never. And and so so this person says, "Well, you don't have a passport." I go, "No." Well, don't you ever travel? I go, yeah, I travel all over. Oh, you know, I don't travel as much as I used to, but yeah, I travel. Well, well, don't, don't, don't you want to know what it's like in other countries? I looked at him. I go, not really. <laughs> you know, I mean, like, I mean, like, you know, like, I mean, and and I've heard this before, and I'm one of these people that subscribes to it. Is that before I want to, if I had money and I had the time, before I would travel abroad, there were prop. There's probably thirty places I would want to go into the United States. You know, just because and I've been, you know, I love the Southwest. I love, I love, you know, Las Vegas and I love driving between Denver and, and Las Vegas. To me, it's one of the most unbelievable moments. I mean, you can, you know, it's 12 hours between Denver and Las Vegas and it's the most unbelievable drive, most beautiful drive, the most, you know, breathtaking, just incredible visuals and just an incredible drive. Um, and I still say, to, you know, people, I said, look, you know what? Here's what you do. You fly to Denver. You rent a one-way car. You you know you fly into Denver like on a Friday night. You you know get up early. You take your one-way car. You leave Denver. You drive to Las Vegas. You hit Las Vegas. You know if you just drive straight through. You know you, you, six o'clock in the morning you leave Denver. Six o'clock in the evening you're in Las Vegas. You know incredible view. Spend a night in Las Vegas. Fly back home. 
You know, weekend trip. People, weekend trip? Yeah, sure. Leave for, you know, leave St. Louis on Friday, fly out to Denver on Friday night, drive, you know, Denver to Las Vegas on on uh, on uh, on Saturday morning. Um, you know, and then away you go. Okay, that's a phone call I got to take. So, okay. we're going to be done. Have a great day everybody. Have a great weekend. BS in the morning. Peace. It is 8:06.